0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome to how to declutter your crafts so that you can actually be crafty. So, as moms, we have lots and lots of crafts. Um, Maybe you know why you have them, maybe you don't know why, but we're going to talk all things crafts today Um, kind of what goes on behind the scenes of crafts and um, how to declutter them once and for all so that you can actually be crafty instead of just being like, I want to be crafty and my house is like a mini version of Hobby Lobby, but I don't actually do anything with it. So, um, hey, Breezy, can you go get my hair tie? Thank you. I have Kaylee here, Um, I have Breezy here, who is here homesick, which is great. Um, I can barely hear you, I don't know if it's my phone. Maybe it's mine because I have it set up like this. Let me fix it real quick. Um, I do need to buy a mic, um, and I will do that. Can you hear a little bit better now? And I'm talking kind of quiet comes because I'm sick, but okay. So let's talk about crafts. And if you guys have questions about your craft situations, put them in the comments because when I do these lives, it's a chance to um, kind of pick my brain. If you want to call it, I don't have time to do this for everybody all the time, but when I do these lives, it's a chance to kind of get behind the scenes to get some feedback um, from me and then I can help you in a little bit more specific way. Um, I have a whole room in my home that is on its way to being Hobby Lobby. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about why we have so many crafts to begin with. So crafts are fun, right? Like we love creating things. Like for a lot of us, especially as moms, crafts are our creative outlet. Um, being creative and being, hey Shamra, being a creator is a really big deal for a lot of people, like myself. Like I love, I like popping by. Thank you. Um, I did my makeup. Um, so for a lot of moms, the you know we have crafts because we love to create. We thrive on creating, and I think most humans in general thrive on creating things and building things and being like, "Wow, look what I have! I made this with my hands. It's beautiful." Like I made that painting behind me, and I thrive on that type of creativity and making things, and like husbands do it with their tools. They have all of these tools, and they love to make things, and they love to fix things. It's like a natural human instinct. But the thing is, when we have too much, like too much of a good thing is never a good thing. And I used to be a teacher, so I know all about the crafts. I know all about wanting to give our kids, you know, as parents and as teachers, Wanting to give kids these amazing things to create and to make and to do art with and all of these things. But when you have too much, it gets overwhelming. I did, I made that the other day. I actually probably like a month ago. Um I love to paint. So I understand the need for crafts. I understand wanting to make everything and have everything pretty. And um but too much of a good thing is never a good thing. Too much food is never good for you. Too much even water. I mean, if you have too much water, if you drink too much water, you can die. So too much of a good thing is never a good thing. And it, there's nothing inspiring about having too much. It's overwhelming. You, I know, it's just funny. Um, it's overwhelming. You end up having a closet or maybe even a room full of stuff. That could be something great, but it's so overwhelming that nothing ever comes of it. I mean, that's not inspiring. Atlas, no noise. Um, that's not inspiring. So today we're going to talk about how to get rid of some of your stuff so that you can be inspired and so that you can actually create. Atlas, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you want to give him one of those things? Um, I know, but he's being annoying. Okay. <laughs> um, so, There's nothing inspiring about too much. There's nothing inspiring about opening up your craft closet and being like, there's so much stuff in here. You know, where do I start? What do I want to make? What ends up happening is that you do nothing with it. It just sits there. And it's this unmade decision sitting in the back of your mind about all the things that you could maybe one day make or create or do. And you never get around to doing it because it's too overwhelming. It's too much. You don't know where to start. And maybe you don't even have the space to use this stuff. If your craft room is full of too much stuff you don't even have space to create anything it becomes this big huge process of like thinking about okay what do I want to make I need to find the things that I, well, I want to use to make it I need a clear space so that I can actually make it and then you know um, if this is resonating with you let me know in the comments like yes this is how I feel about my crafts this is what my craft situation is like right now and I want to change it put it in the comments if, if you're feeling this and you understand and if there's something that you wanna to add to it about your specific crafts situation, put it in the comments so we can talk about it. Um, and so there's nothing inspiring about too much, but there's also nothing practical about too much, which is kind of what I was saying. When you have too much, I mean, some of us have so many crafts that like even if we had 50 hours a week to dedicate on crafting, we wouldn't even use all the stuff that we have because it's so much. So it's not practical to have that much. It's just sitting there to die. (laughs) It's just sitting there to remind you of how many crafts we're not actually doing despite wanting to. So you got to declutter it. Um, It's hard to even get started because it's a mess. Okay. So we've talked about why you need to declutter. I always like to kind of start off with that foundation of like the mindset behind it, why you need to do things, what, what it's like, what it's really like, you know shine a light on what the situation actually is and then give you the steps to do it. So there are um let's see what Emily said we just recently moved and I finally have an office craft room and I'm at a loss on how to organize, decorate in a way that's pretty and usable. Okay, we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about that. Um so the first step and this is going to feel kind of overwhelming and daunting, but this is the thing like if you don't do this, you're never going to get it done. So I want you to actually lay out, um, send me a link to this video. Yes, because I will be doing, um, I'm recording this to the computer now and I made a YouTube channel so that I can share these videos with people who are not in the group. Um, and then I will, I'll post the link up and I'll send it to you. Um, so lay it all out. At the why, because my almost three year old still only has six pages in his scrapbook done. Yeah, Emily, and that's most of us because we have so much that we just never get started. Um, yeah. So you have to jump in. And I don't always tell you guys, like, this is how you should do it. You know, you can do it slowly, you can do it quickly. I recommend just jumping right in. Lay it all out and so that you can see it all. And the reason that I want you to do this is so that you can get a really clear picture and you can actually see what you have instead of just like having it stored away in these pretty little bins with labels that never get opened or used, lay it all out, look at it and realize that it's too much. Realize that you could spend, like I said, 50 hours a week on crafting and never use everything that you have. Um, Lay it all out, sort it out and start by getting rid of duplicates. So you likely have a lot of the same things. Why? I don't know. Maybe it was on sale. Maybe you got a good deal. Maybe you were like, I'm going to make 12 of these for my friends. And then you never did because you have too many and you never got started. So get rid of the duplicates. Doing extra part part supplies now as we speak. Yay. Okay, good. Um, Then party. Okay, party. That makes more sense. I was like the part (laughs) supplies. Party supplies. Yeah. So after you get rid of duplicates, it could be even things like scissors. Like scissors accumulate like bunnies. We have so many scissors, all different types of scissors. You don't need that many scissors. You don't need that many bottles of glue. You don't need that many, um, if you're into like vinyl, you probably have tons and tons of duplicates of those kinds of things. Get rid of the duplicates and then get rid of the things that aren't even in usable condition. Like, you know, there's so many like little tiny moving pieces of like craft supplies that were like, oh, I could use this for this, or I could use this for this. And it's not actually usable. Um, Get rid of those things because they just take up space and they're totally unnecessary. Um, If you're like, if, if you look at a thing, like one of the things that I like to buy a lot of, and then I never use them. So I stopped buying them are like little bags of jewels and crystals. Cause I'm like, oh, they're so pretty. I could glue them to my painting or I could glue them on it, whatever. And I never do. And then I have these bins full or little containers full of jewels that I'm never, ever going to use. Um, and that's just kind of the nature of crafting. All of these things are like really beautiful details and whatever. Like if you have had it for a long time and you've never used it, and the only thing that you could think to use it is if one day you maybe made this same thing, get rid of it. Atlas, go lay down. Go lay down. Oh, he's so annoying. you <laughs> lay down. He's so annoying when we get on videos. Um, so get rid of the duplicates and then get rid of the things that are just unusable that you're you don't really have a specific purpose for. You just have them because they were cute or or you thought maybe one day you can use them for this this, this thing. And then you never have and you never will. Um, and then after you do that, so guys, this isn't going to happen in a day, it might take you a long time to do these steps, but then go through the things and ask yourself if you actually enjoy it, or do you just enjoy the idea of it? Um, because a lot of times we buy things, you know, we have crafts, we, we want to make things, we want to do things because we like the idea of it. We don't actually like doing it. So an example of that for me is crocheting and knitting. I really want to be good at it. I really want to be like, look at this hat that I made for my baby, or look at this, this cute little animal that I made for my kids. I want to be able to do that, but
1: I don't want to be able
0: to do it enough to actually put in the time and effort that it takes to learn how to crochet and to take the time out of my day to actually sit down and make it like it's a lot of work and I just don't enjoy it that much. So over the years, for whatever reason, I always go out and buy crochet hooks and buy pretty yarn and then I never do anything with it because I don't I don't actually want to do it I like the idea of it and I like the idea of being able to say hey I made my I made my kid a headband or I made my kid a hat or some really cute little boobies but I'm not willing to actually take the time to learn how to crochet and to learn how to make these things and sit down and make it I will buy canvases and paint all day long and make canvases for my home and because I actually love to do that. I'm willing to take the time to paint and to learn techniques and to have fun with it. Um, Is that making sense? So you might have a lot of crafts that you like the idea of. it. You like the idea of sewing. That's another thing. I haven't ever bought a sewing machine, but um, for whatever reason, I feel like as a mom, I should be able to sew, and I should sew my kids' clothes. Um, at least some clothes, but I don't enjoy it. I really don't. I don't enjoy it. I don't think I'm ever going to enjoy it. So I'm not going to go out and buy a sewing machine and fabric to try and make myself do it because I feel like I should. Um, I'm good at crochet, but can't as much anymore because of trouble with my wrist. So I sold a ton of yarn at the last garage sale. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's a matter of like, just practically, like maybe physically you, you just can't do it. So it doesn't make sense to have that kind of stuff anymore. I have a ton of yarn I was given for Christmas and only two yarn projects that I actually bought. I like the idea of crocheting more than I actually like. it. Started one, I'm getting rid of it all. I may keep the one I actually started, but the rest is going. There you go, yeah. And whatever kinds of crafts, that's the third third step after you've gotten rid of duplicates and things that are just not in usable condition practically. The things that you're just you don't enjoy, you don't enjoy it. You want to enjoy it. You think that you should enjoy it, but you just don't. It's kind of like, like different kinds of workouts. Like I want to enjoy yoga, but I don't enjoy it enough to sign myself up for yoga classes every week. Um, I like the idea of it and I know that I could benefit from it, but, um, I, I'm not willing to go to a yoga class every week. Um, So just ask, I love that question, you know, am I willing to do what it takes to be, you know, to use these supplies or am I willing to do what it takes to have a home that looks like fixer rubber? You know, (laughs) I've talked about that a lot before too. Um, I just gave all my yarn needles, yarn and needles to my brother because he actually does it and enjoys it. I don't have time anymore with the baby. That's awesome. Yeah. And Leah, everybody has like different crafts that they like to do or that they enjoy or that they want to do. So you can gift it to somebody and make their day by giving them a bunch of yarn that they actually are going to use and make into something instead of letting it sit there, um, either in your space where you have to look at it all the time and wish and hope that, man, I wish I could be crafty. I wish I could make this stuff. And then you never do. And then you just feel badly about it. And then you're annoyed because your room is full of stuff, not being used, it's a waste of space, a waste of your mental energy. It's draining your mental energy because you're like, man, maybe this weekend is the weekend that I sit down and craft, and then it never happens, and then it's just like this unfinished task in your mind that clutters up your mind. Um, any thoughts on unfinished projects? I knit and have so many started and have so many started projects that I get halfway through and either don't have the time or attention to finish. Um, Christy, my personal opinion, do whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah, sure. that's my, my personal thing is get rid of them. Hang on one second. Get rid of them. Um, she's tired. She should be napping right now. She should have been napping a long time ago, but she's not. Get rid of them. Um, unfinished projects are the definition of clutter. Oops. Okay, It's the definition of clutter. Unfinished or unmade decisions. Um, you're If you haven't finished them in however long it's been, you're never going to finish them. And I, that's just the truth of it. Um, If you started it and didn't finish it, just let it go. Because obviously it wasn't important enough for you to sit down and finish. Egypt's calling. Weird. I got interrupted because Egypt was calling. It literally said Egypt, Breezy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, weird. Egypt. Okay, anyway. Um, I would personally get rid of them. They're sitting there. They're taking up your space, your physical space. They're taking up your mental space because it's just one more thing on your to-do list where you're like, didn't finish that. I need to finish it one day. I need to finish it one day. And you have these like, um, running lists in your head of all the things that you haven't finished and it drains your mental energy. It really, truly does. And yes, it's just a craft. Like, you know, it could be something bigger, but you only have so much mental space. And you only have so many different directions that you can put this all out, you know, you, that you can go in only so many directions and you can only think about so many tasks you have left undone, like get rid of the ones that are mentally draining you and clear it out. And, um, so that's the three steps, the duplicates, get rid of those first, lay it all out so that you can see it all. And you can kind of like throw it in your own face a little bit of like, holy crap, how did I get to this point? And why do I have so much stuff that I'm never going to use? Get rid of the dupl- duplicates, get rid of the things that are not in usable condition. And even if it's in nice condition, um, you know, it can still be in unusable condition to you because you don't have anything to make with it. You're just like, I got this because it's cute and I could make something with it someday. But practically, it's in unusable condition for yourself because you're never going to use it. Um, and then get rid of the things that you don't actually enjoy doing, you just enjoy the idea of it and get rid of those things. Um, Emily says, would you purchase the item again and pay rent for it to sit in that square footage of your house for X amount of time? I would probably just purchase it again because, um, I could tell you when we left Alaska to Florida, I was a teacher. I had two giant walk-in closets full of crafts of things that I was going to make someday. And it was a lot of money that I spent on it, like lots and lots of money, but I got rid of it all. And when I got to Florida, I learned that I, I never bought most of that stuff ever again. Most of that stuff I never, ever, 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 ever bought ever again and never even wanted to buy again because I was able to go out, um, and I'll just skip right to this part right now. I was going to save it for the end, but I'll tell you guys right now. The way that I do crafts is probably not the way that you guys do crafts, um, but it's I love it personally for me. So if you like the idea, of what ah! like, do it for yourself. If you don't, no big deal. Um, you can declutter your stuff and do it how it works for you. but when I'm wanting to make a craft or when I'm wanting to make something like these canvases, I go to the store and I buy the supplies that I need for that project only. And then I start the project and then I finish the project. I don't buy anything else before I start the next one. Um and really the the only craft that I really do is painting. Now, um because I love it so much, like that is the one craft that I will never get rid of. And it is the one craft that I do have kind of like a bank of small supplies, like, like general, like generic colors that I can mix together and paintbrushes and sponges. But it's a little, t- it's a little bin, not very big at all that they all fit in there. But for the most part, I will go out and buy the canvases. I will get an idea in my head. I will go buy the supplies that I need it and I will do it start to finish. So if I were you, Emily, I would sell my craft stuff. <laughs> Honestly, I would, if I were you and I had a whole room full of stuff that I wasn't using, I would sell most of it. And I would really ask myself, you know, what do I want to make? Do I want a cricket where I can do vinyl stuff and make t-shirts or, or, or stickers or whatever it is that you do with a cricket? I don't know. Um, or do I want to declutter all of this stuff and just keep my sewing machine and my fabric and only keep the fabrics that are really inspiring to me? Um, because like I was saying at the beginning, it's like, there's nothing inspiring about walking into a craft room that is full, full of what? Full of stuff. Full of, it's like Hobby Lobby. When you walk into Hobby Lobby, you're she just crawled into the wall. Is she okay? Oh, it's okay. When you walk into Hobby Lobby, for me, you're like so excited. You're like, oh my gosh, I could do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And, this and I'm like I can make this thing and I can make this thing. And if budget allowed, you know, we have a cart full of, of, of stuff and buy it all. But then when we brought it home, what would we make with it? Who knows? Nothing, nothing. It would sit in our craft rooms or closets to die. <laughs> um, yeah, you will be able to replay it. Um, I'll put it up on YouTube, Kaylee. Um, so that's how I do it. I don't have a craft room. Um, we have like an art and a craft closet where we keep art supplies and board games and that's where I keep my stuff and then I do it outside because painting can be done outside um but that's pretty much it so that's how I do crafts and I know it's kind of weird but like if if I were like put whatever your your craft of choices in the comments like what's your craft of choice like mine is obviously painting Um, and I have a small, like enough supplies to be like, okay, if I wanted to paint, you know, if I like had the itch and had the urge and had the time right now, I could drive 10 minutes to Hobby Lobby, go get some canvases and make something real fast. Um, I could do that because I have enough on hand so that it's inspiring enough. And I have the actual tools I need to do it. All I need to do is like get some canvases. Um, but you know, if I was interested in sewing, I would have my sewing machine and maybe a serger. And I would have like some fabrics that were inspiring to me that if, you know, I got the itch and I had the time and I had, you know, the kids were all happy for a minute. I could go into my room for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour and make some pants real quick or, or enough like, um, painting and sewing. Okay. So just have enough on hand to where like, you can see it all, you know, you know what you have, you can easily access it. And then you can pull it out and do it as inspiration strikes without like being like, if I feel like sewing, I'm going to have to go into the craft room. I'm going to have to unbury and unpack all the fabric and the thread. and I'm going to have to set it up and I have to clear off the table so I can put the thing here. Um, <laughs> um, like that's, that's not inspiring. It's inspiring to be like, I have an idea for a painting and I'm going to go do it right now. I'm just going to pull this stuff out and boom, 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 go for it. And it's going to be amazing. Um, same thing with like scrapbooking stuff, scrapbooking, um, has so many moving parts and so many stickers and cutouts and papers and all these things. Like it's really easy to have too much of it and to be like completely overwhelmed by it. So if I was into scrapbooking, I would have my one scrapbook that I'm working on building or, you know, one per kid or whatever. And I would only have, you know, my favorite colors or my favorite textures, (laughs) um, at a time. And I would use those and I would, create something with those before I went out and bought a bunch of other things. I would use what I have first because I bought it because it was inspiring to me. And I bought it because I love the colors and the textures and words or whatever. And then I would make something with it and create it and have that finished up before I went out and got something else. Because, um, it's kind of like, I thought it was, gonna uh, <laughs> um, like, okay, so just like the example of losing weight, like say you want to lose weight, but you, you don't really want to do the work to lose the weight, but so you'll go out and you'll buy an exercise program, but you won't do anything with it. Or you'll go out and buy a, a you know, a meal service or an, a nutrition plan, or you'll hire a coach or you'll hire a personal trainer, but you won't actually do anything with it. And it just sits there and you're like frustrated because you're not getting results and you're not having anything to show for it. And you paid for it and you bought it and you invested in it but you didn't do anything with it it's the same thing with your crafts you know you want to make these things but instead of actually doing anything with what you have you're like going out and buying things with the hope or the idea that it will turn into something and you actually have to do stuff with it like that's the thing about being crafty you actually have to make something you have to sit down and do it and you have to make it something you have the space to do it and you can do it with ease and you can find the things and you can make sense of everything that you have um, So some questions to ask yourself. Um, The last thing that I want to leave it, you know, after you've decluttered or while you're decluttering, ask yourself these questions. Um, Do I actually enjoy this? And does it excite me? So do I actually enjoy crocheting? No, (laughs) personally, I don't. I've tried for about the last 10 years to enjoy it, and I just don't enjoy it. Do I like beading? No, it's incredibly frustrating to me. Do I like the end result of beating? Yes. So I'm going to go out and buy some pretty beating. I want beating. Um, so ask yourself do you really enjoy it? Does it really excite you? Does it light you up? Like when I am like, I get to paint today or I'm going to go paint today, like I lose my mind with excitement. Like I am like, heck yes, I have a vision of my mind. I'm going to make it a reality and make it. I'm truly, truly excited by it. So ask yourself, am I actually excited about this craft, or am I just like, I want to say I like the idea of this. Um, And ask yourself, do I like this enough to do it, and am I willing to actually do it? You know, am I willing to take all of these scrapbooking things and make it into a scrapbook? Am I willing to do that? Um, That's another thing. And maybe I'm realizing that I'm just not a a super-duper crafty person. I love to paint, so I'm a painter, okay? And I have wanted to make scrapbooks for my kids, but the idea and the actual act of cutting everything out and piecing this together and gluing it into a book is incredibly not exciting for me personally. (laughs) Okay. It's just not exciting to me. So I will, and you know, when I want a photo album, I will plug it into Google photos, which I just learned about. I used to do it on shutterfly And print off a scrapbook they do the hard work for me and then I get the end result okay instead of having a closet full of scrapbooking materials because every mom is supposed to make a scrapbook like we live in 2018 I'm gonna utilize Shutterfly and all of the discounts that they give all the time (laughs) okay Um, this is majorly inspiring to me can't wait to get to this and downsize because I think I don't have a goal for this yay okay good that's really what this is about. You know, it's not about me saying like, don't do the crafts that you love. It's meant to just tell you like how I do it, some action steps and then go do it. Um, so just ask yourself, am I willing? Am I willing to sit down and sew my kids clothes? Am I willing to use the sewing machine? Am I willing to learn how to knit? Me personally, I'm willing to learn how to paint. And that's pretty much it. It seriously, seriously excites me. Um, and I love the end results. and That comes to the last thing is does it have a purpose? So, yes, crafts are creative, they're expressive, they are what we, you know, how we make things. But there are so many crafts that just are not practical. Um, And I don't wanna like rain on your parade or anything, but like when I paint, I think about where we're gonna put that painting. When I paint, I'm like, how would this fit in the house? I used to make paintings for our office decor. Um, I've made it for all the houses that we've lived in, but I don't make things like just to make things, if that makes sense. So ask yourself like what purpose is it serving? You know, if you wanna learn how to sew, you know, what are you gonna sew? Are you gonna sew pants for your kids? Are you gonna sew things that you can sell? That's totally okay too. The purpose can be, I wanna make things that I can sell or I wanna make things that I can gift to my friends. That's a purpose. But if you're just making things to make things, to say that you made it, like that's not inspiring. The end result of what you're crafting should be inspiring as well. It's inspiring to me to be like, I painted this can these two canvases and they're really big um, for my daughter's room so that it matched her room and made it feel like home. Like that, you know, the act, yes, it's still life. Um, The act of painting is inspiring to me, but the end result is also inspiring to me. So if you love to sew, you know, the act of sewing should be inspiring to you. The act of making that for you, the act of seeing your kids wear something that you made should be inspiring to you. Um, The act of gifting your friends something that you made should be inspiring to you. Um, It shouldn't just be something that you're like, "Eh, I just made it and and now I have nothing to do with it. The Things that you make should you know fit into your life in some way and should be giving value to your life in some way. You know, maybe you like to make jewelry. Um I can only sew blankets, burp cloths, and cloth wipes, cloth wipes. We don't need any more of those. I'm so close to getting rid of all of it. Yeah. So Lindsay, um, that's kind of what I wanted to touch on too. Like if you don't have a purpose for it in your home anymore, maybe your purpose is gonna shift into gifting your friends with really cute blankets for paws and cloth wipes. Or maybe your purpose is going to shift into, um, selling them, you know, getting an Etsy shop or selling on Facebook marketplace or, or whatever, or at a local craft show. If it's something that's really inspiring to you and you actually really, really, truly love the act of creating that. Um, I bought some, I actually bought eyeshadow and usually I don't like it. So thank you. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, Lindsay, if you really if there are certain crafts that you really like to do and you love just the act of doing it, figure out a different purpose for it. Just because you don't can't use it in your home doesn't mean that you don't have to do it anymore. Um, like if my walls are covered in things and I don't have any things that I want to paint and put on my walls, I'll make things for friends. I've done that in the past, like that in Florida a lot. Um are our are um our neighborhood was really tight knit and I would be like, all right guys, this week I'm making something. Tell me what colors you want. Whoever comments first, tell me your colors and I'll make something for you. Um, And then I was able to paint and make something, but I didn't have to just keep it hidden away in a closet because I didn't have anywhere to hang it. Um, So crafts should like fulfill that for you. Like I was saying at the beginning, like crafts and creating is is like a human need. We want to create things. We want to make things. Um, and that's totally normal. So I normally don't recommend, like if you are drowning in clutter, don't recommend selling your clutter because it slows down your momentum. It slows down your progress, but Mm -hmm. craft supplies sell really quickly and really easily. So if you have like an overwhelming amount, put it up on Facebook marketplace, Mm -hmm. like a a set of Fabrics or blah, 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 or whatever it is that you have too much of or that you have duplicates of, put it at a price that can't be beat and sell it. Make it get out of there quickly. Have somebody come to your house and pick it up and do the hard work for you and give you some money. (laughs) Um, Excited to have more time for crafting after all the purging. Yeah. And that's the thing is that when you purge your crafts and only have the things that you enjoy doing, that you're willing to do, that inspire you, that excite you, you have time for it. Because you're not walking into a craft room looking for everything, wondering what you have, wondering how to use it. You're like, I know exactly what I want to make, and I have the things to make it, and I'm going to go make it. And I'm going to do it while my kids sit here, because painting, you can do that. I don't know if you can do that with like scrapbooking or sewing or, or whatever, but I can let the kids go play in the yard, prop my canvas up on the fence, and paint my face off. Um, so... I am really proud of these canvases though. I do love these, like these are one of the favorite, my favorite things that I've ever made, so I'm gonna at the YouTube camera so that you guys can see that. I'm gonna show you how big they are. They're really big here. Kaylee's a normal sized baby, she's 18 pounds. Um, <laughs> and, la, la, oh, these canvases are really big. <laughs> um, but that's just an example of A craft that makes my soul light up sets my soul on fire I'm super excited about painting all the time and I put that video up of my friend Mara and I painting and she came over and she was like I'm not a painter she was all stressed out about it I was like don't even worry about it like I'm just gonna show you and then we had the best time together it was so much fun um so any other questions thoughts about crafts did that help you did it give you some some steps to go so you'll probably have to go watch the replay to get all of the action steps um that i said at the beginning um but i think that's it any other questions you guys have just put in the comments i'll come and answer them for you if you're going to start decluttering your cross today post the pictures up in the group i want to see Bye. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody With maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. My point, my point, create a base wardrobe and then add to it. I hope this is helpful for you guys. Don't forget to sign up for the free challenge next week, May 28th, 2019. bit.ly forward slash clutter free motherhood is a free 4 day decluttering challenge um and then tune in next week for the clutter chronicles where we're going to be interviewing all of the moms who have real life stories of how they decluttered their homes um emily says i went my whole life thinking it was normal to have this much yeah okay so just one more thing so i had my best friend growing up um looking back her parents are like straight from germany They were a minimalist family. They are a minimalist family. And I remember looking in her closet and loving all of her clothes, but I was also like, why do you only have three pair of pants? (laughs) Because she did. She literally had like three pair of pants and 10 shirts. Um, That's just how they did it. And I would go home and be like, I have 12 pair of pants and I don't think that's enough. right? But it's not true. It's not true. Like you really don't need that much. Um, Jennifer says, thank you. I need this pep talk. I was just going through clothes. I don't wear anymore and realize I have nothing now shopping this weekend and using your advice on getting lots of stuff that matches. Yeah. Just go with a base, like use like as much as possible. Start fresh, get a base, you know, pants and bottoms that fit you really well, that are perfectly your style that you love some tops that are perfectly your style that you love in the colors that you love. That's another thing I used to do too. It used to be like, Oh, I like this shirt. I have to get it in every single color. And I didn't even like all of those colors. Like I like the same colors on repeat. <laughs> I like the same range of colors schemes. I like the same style of pants. I like to mix it up sometimes, but for the most part in my everyday life, I, I don't, I don't. Um, and I, yeah, anyway, <laughs> That's it. Thanks for hanging out guys. And, um, also I fixed my podcast intro. So I think you're going to like it. It's way better than the first one that I did. And there's a fun little outro of this podcast, um, that I think you'll like. So if you're watching live, check out the podcast because, um, it's getting better. Okay. It's getting better. I've built this with you guys. Okay. You guys have been awesome in supporting me and being like (laughs) cheering me on when I'm like, okay, this really wasn't that great, but thanks for showing up anyway. Okay. I will see you guys later. (laughs) Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist.